This is Karen K2T. Yo, this is Toby Colossus. And you are listening to the Think Breaks podcast. Welcome back, guys. It's season two, episode 12. And once again, the terrible trio are in the house. I'm here. Oh. Toby's here. Matt's here. Oi, oi, yes, oi, oi. yes. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Good. Um, yeah, I'm energizing. Look at the state of this can. Oh, hey. Jesus. For, for listeners, yeah, I'm holding up pretty much a litre can of... Not a tall boy. Not a litre, sorry, a pint can of sugar-free Red Bull. So I'll probably Jesus. be bouncing around the walls by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> sugar- oh, man, I just can't stand the taste of Red Bull. I'll be honest with you. Can't yeah, stand it. Me neither, but here I am, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. a flavour Where- sensation. Where's your wings at? Where's your wings at? Exactly. They're, they're going to oh. be sprouting out me. Oh, nice. Looking forward to that during this um, <laughs> session. But um, yeah, what have you guys been up to? Um, so I actually, you know what it is? It's kind of ironic after our little discussion that we had in the last episode about the whole like being aware of maybe nights not shouldn't go as full force and go ahead. Mm. Um, I was actually DJing at an event this weekend. Hypocrite. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was very fun, though. I uh, did a back-to-back with my housemate, Imprint. Um, some listeners might know of music that me and him have done. Um, and, yeah, um, it was really fun, actually. Got We got to play some tunes of ours. We got to just, you know, see a load of people we hadn't seen. Um, I was quite impressed with with kind of the the kind of stuff that had been put in place, you know, like it kind of felt like everyone had like gone out of the way to kind of make sure that they were kind of clear and stuff. And everyone was very responsible, respectful and that, you know, like moving out of the way when they could and all that. Um, But overall it was just a very fun evening and it was very, very surreal to be back in that environment, you know, Mm. because we're talking like, like forget like DJing in a club. Like I don't think I've, I've not been in a club for like nearly a year and a half. It must've been since well before the pandemic even started. So yeah, I'm not going to lie. I had a bit of a teary eyed moment at one point, kind of just watching filth absolutely go in and just play some beautiful, beautiful blends and stuff. And it kind of, you know, it made me think, you know what, like stuff doesn't look so bad right now. Oh, yes, know. Toby. Uh, yeah. I remember you were quite uh, anxious about it, so I'm glad to hear it went all smoothly, my dude. Yeah, I was just about to yeah, say, you were really anxious, weren't you? I was, yeah. It's because I think I was more anxious about... Um, it wasn't... It, to be fair, it started off not being about the mixing side of it as much and just about being out and about and like in that kind of environment again. But mm. then obviously, the closer it got to actually getting to the event, then I was kind of just like, shit, I'm going to be potentially mixing in front of quite a few people. And to be fair, we, me and me and Imprint were on at the start, and we had a few heads in to begin with, but towards the end of our set, it really started kind of filling out. But that's kind of perfect, because by that point, you've already got the kind of um, the confidence, and you're kind of really kind of like going with your mix and that, and you've, you know, you feel on top of the world. So soon like more people flow. coming in, you're less like, oh God, oh God, and you're more just like, yes, come on, skank out of my tune, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was a great moment. Played, played a... Um, Played a few of the bits off the new Calibrate bit that'll be coming out. And Ooh. I think there's a video circulating somewhere, which I still need to get so I can show Jackie Boy. Um, but yeah, I, I specifically remember dropping my bit off that um, LP or EP, sorry, that's coming out. And I hear just the crowd literally just, ah! 
know, it's like <laughs> such a good feeling to kind of get that kind of response, you know, it, it's, mm. uh, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. nothing beats that feeling, does it? Yeah, not at all. But then other than that, um, I made massive progress on that other kind of dark comedy bit as well. Mm. You know, how I, how I said last time I kind of cracked the code somewhat. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I sent it over to those guys, uh, to the director and producer and whatnot. And yeah, they, they love the direction. So yeah, happy days, you know? Very <laughs> nice. happy it's days. All, nice. It's all looking up. <laughs> Mr. Versatile right here. Mm, well, I try, I try. But yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much been me since the last time we spoke, really. Nice. Um, I, other than that, I, a lot of bumming about, you know? <laughs> bumming about. <laughs> the, only way, the only way you can, right? <laughs> What about you, Matt? What have you been up to? Uh, not a lot in terms of uh, music stuff, my dude. I've been in my garden doing a lot of groundwork because uh, the weeds were overgrown, so I got a couple of tons of gravel and uh, completely renovated my garden, painted the fences, got a new shed up. Nice. Um, and I've today uploaded a video for the first time in three weeks. So I'm back on. Yes. I'm back on the wagon. I know it's, it's been it's been a hot minute, but. Uh, yeah, not much, mate. I got a video going up on the Man from Del Monte this Sunday. Mm. Also streaming on Sunday for the Boiler and Bass Crew. So uh, we got a set between two and four. So yeah, we're we're back on it. We're back on it big time, mate. But um, but, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not overly busy, but uh, preoccupied, should we say? Yeah. And for any listeners, make sure you go to Matt's YouTube channel, hit subscribe, yes, and also right hit now. that, and also hit that little bell, and also on Matt's Twitch, hit that follow, hit that no. little bell as well. Go to Think Breaks, and then go to. Toby Colossus and follow them instead. Thanks. Follow all of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 just follow all of them. Yeah. Follow every Twitch and YouTube person ever. Just do yeah. that. Perfect. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, on my end, I've started writing more tunes again. Finally. Hey. I'm finally into it. And at the time that we're recording this, this Friday, we've got the whole Think Breaks feedback session, the whole jump up session. And I've written something for it. Oh, let's go. And um, very good. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can say now that obviously this episode will go after the session, but I sampled, um, I sampled this movie called Who Killed Captain Alex? It's like one of those really low budget Ugandan movies. And um, in the movie, there's like this one guy who keeps narrating over the top of the movie. Oh, mate. Classic. (laughs) So there'll be like a fight scene and he's just going, pa, pa, pa and all that yeah i'm just thinking all right fine you gotta sample this guy Um, (laughs) yeah but it also made me realize that um synthesizing is something i just don't enjoy Mm. yeah it just doesn't like like when i was making the noise i was like all right look i want to have something very abrasive and offensive to everyone's ears Mm -hmm. um like you know, I like some jump up, some, some of it's not for me, but I just really wanted to be offensive. And yeah. um, it made me realize that the harsh noises just weren't doing it for me. I just wasn't enjoying myself making them. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I suppose it's like, it's like, um, it's kind of, it can, it can be quite a laborious, boring task, really, can't it? As well. It's exactly. a lot of kind of like little micro adjustments and stuff. And then. Mm. You can also, I've always found that I've put so much time into trying to put, make a sound into a certain direction and I'll have spent so much time eventually getting it to this certain direction and then I'll fall out of love with it because I've been like That's working exactly on it happened. for so long and it's like, is this even good? Is this shit? You know what That's- I mean? That's exactly what happened. Like the first version, I had like this bass and I was like, yeah, it's cool. But then as soon as I started to put it into the track and do something, I was just like, 
nah, I don't like it. Let's start again. And it's just like, oh, man, all right, yeah. back to square one we go. Yeah. Ah, absolute pain. But yeah, that's been me trying to learn things. Nice. And I'm even off work as well. So that means I can nice. get some more time in for the mm, music more, industry. More time for creativity and streaming. Yeah. And streaming, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, at the t- again, at the time of recording yesterday, I had technical issues. Last stream as well, I had technical issues. It's oh. been a great time to stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twitch hates me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I thought your computer had uh, sorted all that out as well, this new upgrade you got. Yeah. So um, I don't know what it was the on the Saturday, but something happened and it was saying like, oh, yeah, your computer is connected to the internet, but it's not. And I'm like, oh, that's the worst. Okay, why are you talking in riddles? Yeah. And then, yeah, the thing yesterday, I just don't know what happened. I still don't know what happened. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was turbulent. Yeah, I guess it just couldn't handle my face on the screen. That's all I can put it down to. Yeah. Just be like, oh, man, this guy. Too much beauty, can't... you know? It's oh, just like... please, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when I do it. It's just rude when you guys do it. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, um, we've got a bit of a topic today, don't we? Indeed we do, indeed we do. What is said topic? So we thought, right, because um, we're, we're obviously a music podcast, we love music, it kind of runs through our veins, runs through our blood, you know, it's just oh. the essence of who we are. Uh, so we kind of thought it'd be quite interesting for us to have a little discussion and think about why music is so important to humans, you know? Because there's various different, the various different angles and various different ways that kind of music do intertwine into everyone's life in kind of ways that you maybe don't necessarily think about um, at first, you know, when you think about music. So yeah, it's an interesting discussion to have, I think. I was going to say it applies to not just people who like music, it applies to everyone. Yeah, whether they like it or not, it's, yeah, Yeah. it's it's almost like it's... um, it's just a part of it's a part of life, isn't it? In a mm. in a sense, yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of um, people that talk about harmony being in nature and stuff because, like, mm-hmm. almost everything makes sounds. I mean, if we want to take it the electronic music way, you could basically sample any sound in the world and turn it into music. Like, mm-hmm. exactly. if you think about noisier tunes where they've sampled sandpaper being scratched on someone's ass, um, or what was that tune where they sample a drill? Like you wouldn't think of those as being musical, but yet you can fit it into music. So yeah, um, yeah, it's all around us if we choose to listen out for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Mm. And also with like birds and roosters in the morning as well. You know, we're so used to the sound of it. Well, I say we're so used, but as in there's the cliche of, you know, rooster in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mm. yeah. That kind of ties into something I was looking at actually and thinking about. Um, it's something that actually Darwin uh, talked about, um, in which that music is essentially a a language. You know, it's 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 essentially just like a a alternative language to whatever language anyone speaks. It's like a, it's like the universal language that no matter where you're from, no matter what language you speak, you know, you can basically communicate and interact through music you know 
which I found really yes. interesting. And what you're saying about the whole roosters and stuff, that just goes to prove that it's straight up in nature because, like, you have, like, the swan song even, you know? All birds have different swans, like, songs, not swans. Swans. <laughs> and then, obviously, when, yeah, when, when the swan dies, it, it classically makes a kind of little tune that's called mm-hmm. the, the song of the swan or something or the swan song. And also um, on the flip side of that, sorry, sorry, just yeah, no, to no, go on, go on. I, I See, I have a neighbour who has a rooster and it wakes me up every morning and it squawks at seven o'clock in the morning and it's honestly the most hideous sound. But <laughs> you guys are talking about roosters in like a positive sort of reflective sense, right? Yeah. So sort of like a serene, placid. Yeah. And that obviously, what I've just said, adds like a different emotion to that. Yes, so that yeah, also exactly. suggests that like music can play into any type of emotion as well. It can convey yeah, any emotion. Exactly, mm. yeah. Which ties into how communicative it can be, yes, you know? It's kind of like is, a multi-dimensional Exactly tool. that. Mm, exactly yeah. that. So it's, it's, that's, I think that's why it's so important to humans, because it can, it can convey plenty of emotions. Exactly. I was just going to go back on the whole uh, language thing. It just reminds me of um, when I was in Brazil and I was making a tune with a friend of mine who bought over friends of his. And the friend was just like, oh... Um, he texted me like, I don't know how to, like, I'm very shy speaking in English with you. Can I invite some friends who speak English a bit better and we can all make music together? I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But then he invites one guy who doesn't speak any English as well. Um, and he was like the lead vocal on our tune. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me and him, we couldn't speak to each other at all because I knew no Portuguese and he knew no English. So we had to either go through a translator or if the translator was busy then we would literally just talk via the tune. And it was kind of interesting. Like whenever I added something to the tune that he liked, I didn't have to ask him anything. I could just see on his face that he liked because, you know, you've got that reaction to a tune. Yeah, yeah. And when he wasn't too sure of something or he noticed I wasn't too sure of something, he would notice it as well from my face as well Mm -hmm. and just my reaction to the music. The immediate emotional feedback. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. And... um, yeah, it just proves that it literally is another language. That was yeah. Sri Lanka, right, Karan? Yeah, yeah, that was Sri Lanka. Out yeah. now, out, been out for, it's almost been two years since I made that tune. That's a nice, wicked tune, nice, Freebie, yeah, right? Yeah. Freebie on the lovely Tesseract recordings, recorded yes, in yes. one session with people I've never met before. The five-man collab, let's yeah. go. Honestly, are we going wish- to see any more um, collaborations with, with anyone from that kind of collective, do you think? Or are you still in contact with them at all? Um... I'm more in contact with the main guy that I was speaking to, a guy called Pablo Zuazo. Uh, I've mm-hmm. remixed him twice and I'm doing a new remix for him um, that I need to start, actually. But then I think he's going to send me a load of pianos. That he, so he plays piano a lot. And in that mm-hmm. track, um, in that track, it was quite funny because we had the bass line, we had the drums. He listened for one minute and was just like, OK, I'm going to record myself on the piano. I literally mm. just did one take and that was it. And I'm That's just a musician, like, that is. I'm like, how did you do that? Uh, yeah. And even um, the day after we recorded, I got back to the hotel that I was staying at and I messaged him just like, you know, we should make more music together. That was really fun. And he, does, he sees my message and doesn't reply for like 10 minutes or so. And then he, me- he emails me like, here's a pa- piano improvisation I did and it's five minutes long. And I'm thinking... How did you do that so quick? And it's really good piano improvs. You could probably make mm-hmm. about six tunes out of it. Yeah. And I'm just like, but that's the thing. It's just like, you can sort of connect with people all over the world, even if, yeah. you know, your languages aren't in tune with each other, so to speak. Well, your yeah. vocabulary languages, I should say. 
Um, going back to what you were saying about um, the whole when you're when you're connecting with um, with the guy that was kind of singing that didn't speak much English at all, and you were mm. kind of just like more communicating over like uh, the music, you know. It reminds me. I, I showed you, or I think you've seen it before, or or maybe I did send you it for the first time. But it's that uh, Jacob Collier uh, mm. video. Yeah, yeah. I recommend what anyone check that out. It's such a good one. It's on, um, is it Wired? The Wire? The Wired, yeah. uh, YouTube Wired channel? YouTube. Wired YouTube channel, yeah. And it's essentially he um, he teaches um, a music theory lesson in um, five different grades, I believe it is. So in like the first grade that he teaches, it's to like a preschooler. And then the second is to like someone that's around the age of 10. Third is someone who's studying music uh, at university. Fourth is with like a professional um, celloist, I think, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then the last, the last um, tier um, and the last kind of grade that he, that he kind of talks about is actually with uh, the legend Herbie Hancock, you know, absolute jazz legend, jazz pianist. And what I found really, really kind of sweet, really, and just really interesting about that is they at certain points they basically stop communicating with words as such and they kind of like do sentences with like and then play a bit of piano and be like so in that song you kind of and then obviously the and he's just like yeah 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 and it's i just find it really interesting because they're having this full-blown conversation that they can fully understand and fully like do you know what i mean like have a back and forth yet they're not really saying all that much in terms of like <laughs> cohesive sentences and whatnot, mm. um, but yeah, I just I just think that's a really sick video, and it kind of summarizes how how music can be so uh, you know be so important. Yeah, it adds as well to um, to Matt's point about how it's an emotion emotive expression because yeah. playing those chords were very emo- emotionally resonant with mm-hmm. Herbie or Jacob, whichever way it was going. Yeah, so. Um, and it's true, you know, uh, you listen to, let's say, like a sad liquid song and, you know, you feel a bit more chilled out, a bit sad. You listen to like a really fierce jump up tune and, you know, you're you're ready to fly kick people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it also ties into animals as well, because they can communicate through like notations and stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Like yeah. different tones and. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry, I was just uh, reflecting back to Toby's point about the other uh, the guys communicating via piano there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great video, Matt. It's a great video. Yeah, I, I do recommend watching that because it's the um, it's because essentially the whole the whole lesson that he's doing is teaching um, harmony. Yeah, harmony. That's it. He's teaching harmony, but using oh, what song is it again? Amazing Grace. So yeah, that, that's the, it. So so it's him basically showing. So I think to begin with, he just shows like the ba- he basically teaches the toddler like about basic chords, you know, and like how a minor chord would sound sad and a major chord would sound happy, you know. <laughs> and mm. then he takes it a bit further with the like ten year old and kind of shows how if you change different chords, you can kind of change the emotion and whatnot. Then he takes that one step further, and then but then by the time it's up to hear be Hancock, they're just talking on such crazy levels. It's like you know, it's kind of hard to even follow what's going on. But then it actually ends with them both, um, both basically improvising and playing an improvisation of Amazing Grace together, mm. like both on the piano, and it's just like one of the most like beautiful and like mesmerizing kind of 
moments of like music musical history i'd go so far as to say just because you can see they're both getting so into it and they're both feeling such like emotions and giving each other such like a different emotional response and like bits of it sound very weird and very kind of like very jazzy you know because it's going Mm. so it's it's so improvised and it's going so kind of like because like their whole premise is you can use any note as long as it's used in the right way. So they're all about kind of experimentation, you know, and and not necessarily sticking to the rule book, essentially. But then there's just certain bits where it's just like, it's just so, it's just so fantastic. And you can really see how much it means, means to them on some levels, you know? Mm. But yeah, anyway, we've waffled on about that video probably way longer than... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to point out about... Too, then what you said about the whole you know a minor chord's meant to be sad a major chord's meant to be happy i think it was the fourth guy the professional who was just like yeah but there's a way you can make a major chord sound sad because yeah. it's all about the context in which exactly the, the context of it yeah it's where you're coming from or going to is yeah. always what jacob collier says which i found really interesting as well it kind of ties in with um the way tunes are sampled in drum and bass and anything really you could have a sample from a very sad you know piano instrumental like i don't know let's just say they sampled gymnopedi number three by eric satie right yeah but there's probably a way in which you sample it in which you end up giving it a like a new lease of life in a very happy liquid sort of tune just based on the context of everything around it mm-hmm. yeah and it's just interesting to see how the emotional music really can be, you know, it's really malleable. You know, you can just switch it to whatever you want it to be or whatever you want to express using things that have already been expressed. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's that makes crazy. sense. Yeah. No, no, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, going uh, back to the Collier video as well, I think he also said there was I, there was another video I saw of his, and he said there there was no right and there's no wrong, um, but there's like certain ideals within music. There's, yeah, there's no like exactly. there's no such thing as like factually correct or incorrect. It's just yeah, like you say it's the direction you want to go in, right? Yeah, exactly. Because like I think he he calls himself like a um, he's calls himself a harmonizer, and that his main role is to find the right emotion to portray within music. Which I find really interesting because, like, really, that is probably one of the most important things someone who's trying to do music should think about, you know? Yeah, 100%. If they're making yeah, music, you, you need to have a very clear idea of, like, the emotional journey that you want it to go on. And I think yeah, that is story. what carries a track. Yeah, and the story behind it, exactly. Because that essentially is what will carry a track to become popular. Because if it doesn't have those kind of principles in place it's not gonna have as much of a big connection with many people if you know what i mean yeah 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 um it's not gonna feed into those emotional intricacies yeah i wouldn't just say just popular though but i'd also say that stands the test of time so for example you know how especially in this day and age when you're in a very digital media sort of um world you can sometimes put out a track and by next week everyone's forgotten about it Mm. Well, I say everyone, but to general public, right? The the ones that really think about stories and emotional context, it doesn't even have to be an emotional tune. It can actually just be like a proper dance floor tune. But even those tunes, if the emotional context is there, those are the kind of tunes that you come back to like in six years time and you're just like, yep, I remember exactly the first time when I listened to this tune and it blew me yeah. away or whatever. Yeah. I got to shout someone out quickly, actually, because you just remind me of someone who did exactly that for me. 
It's uh, the producer Paul Aris. Um, Aris is great. Yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. good producer. So it was his. I think it's the cl- yeah, it's the closing track on Escapism Five, um, Love Letter, and for me that song, you can just tell that he had like a very clear emotional uh, direction to go in. And it's just so well put together and it's just so, it proper hits so many kind of like emotions within me anyway. And I'm sure of other people have listened to it. Um, and it's just so well kind of articulated throughout it. He has amazing um, intros. Yeah. It's just a prime example of someone doing that successfully, you know? So I just wanted to, I wanted to give him a quick little shout out for that because. Yeah, no, shouts, but I really like his intros in tracks as well. I really, Mate, like, this, a that lot song, of... he's, that is, it's like the best, like it is literally how to introduce a liquid tune in my opinion. Like mm. if you want a 101 lesson on that, it's, it's go, go listen to that track, honestly. It's yeah, fantastic called stuff. Love Letter, I want to say. Love Letter, Love yeah. Letter, yes, that's the one. By Mr. Polaris. Yeah, so check that. Um, mm. Yeah, massive stuff. But yeah, um, I suppose you can also think about why music is so important in a different sense as well with, with humans, like because we've talked about all the kind of like nice kind of things related to it. But then even if you look at stuff like war, you know, like through the ages, like music has actually been like a very, very critical thing amongst like different wars that have gone on. Like if you're mm-hmm. thinking about like way back when you would obviously have like a marching band or marching drums to keep the soldiers motivated and keep the soldiers like in time with each other and ready to go to battle, you know? And even if you take it, even like, I'm thinking like the Vietnam war, probably the most recent of our time. One of the key things I kind of think about when I think about Vietnam war is like the helicopters flying and I'm blasting all the kind of like seventies rock music, you know, to like help motivate them as like dark of a time as it was obviously. And like, <laughs> I'm not trying to promote war by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just kind of interesting, you know, like thinking about it in that kind of a sense of like, you know, it's like, it mm. kind of provides such an integral kind of role in so many different aspects, you know, of yeah. life, both good and bad, you know? And also the, uh, the propaganda side of war, I guess, there was a lot of music involved with that as well in terms yeah. of like the, the adverts that were going around on the radio yeah, and precisely. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Military-esque anthems as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, that's a fair point. I mean, I haven't done historical research for this, but are, <laughs> like the fact that music is used in war to sort of like get soldiers motivated and ready for battle and so on, is that what led to anthems being used in sport before a sport is played? It probably ties somewhat into it, to be fair. Um, yeah, because I was I think just thinking yeah. about the um, the sport episode that we recorded with uh, Shodan and Millstreet, and I remember yeah. we were talking about anthems and yeah. such, yeah. and yeah. how a lot of them have military as political sort of um, lyrics and so on. Yeah, so it was exactly. just Yeah, just when you mentioned war, it just suddenly made me think of that. Yeah. But yeah, just so many yeah. angles, man. Like, even... Um, if you're then also just stepping away from the war side of things, like there's all kinds of stuff of like, um, like, what is it? Music medicine, you know? Mm, like yes, medicine therapy. for healing, thera- music therapy, you know? Yeah. There's of course a lot of people that think of certain musics. Cause I'm like, for example, the tuning of, um, a four, uh, so middle a, yeah. um, Usually, the standard tuning right now is 440 hertz, but there's a lot of arguments to say that 432 hertz is more in tune with how the universe works. Mm. And 
while a lot of people seem to think that it's more it's in the same sort of vein as uh, like pseudotherapy and pseudoscience you know a lot of people do argue that that's like if you tune a song to a being down just by eight hertz that it feels warmer right but obviously the argument against that is just because that lower tones are less restrained in mm-hmm. a sense yeah but there's also this thing called um like solfeggio music have you i don't know if you guys have heard about that of what solfeggio solfeggio yeah i'm not actually i can't say i have there's apparently nine different frequencies um of solfeggio music and just for an example um i've got here that like around 174 hertz that sort of frequency can apparently reduce pain and alleviate stresses so there's nine different frequencies to do stuff with influencing energy i can see liberating fear um and just sort of getting in touch with your inner soul essentially wow so a lot of people think of it a bit kind of like homeotherapy where it's almost like yeah you know it's just people feeling things it's a placebo but um you know you listen to these pieces and apparently they are meant to calm you down or um, facilitate change apparently of 417 hertz and so on oh wow so are these just like one sustained notes or um i think what it would be is so i tried to listen to a few yesterday night um just see what it is about while i was researching and all that and it seems like it's more like a very ambient pad heavy piece but i think the dominant frequency is 470 so a big oh, okay, boost okay. in the in the frequency spectrum would be around that's the kind it of, yeah, yeah yeah i gotcha it wouldn't just be a tone hitting 417 just going yeah because that would send you that would send you crazy like, i would get really upset but i'll tell you yeah, what these are, yeah oh, sorry these you are very um they're basically just huge ambient pieces uh we can probably edit one in because it won't be um flagged but i'll find something while toby you carry on with your point yeah um oh yeah no all i was gonna say is going on about when you were just like it would just be music where i was like ah. i have a key i have just a key memory of one of the like earliest university uh, memories i had when i started doing my music degree is mm. we would have a lesson every every tuesday i believe it was nine o'clock in the morning on the dot and it was frequency hertz training oh my you'd literally god be in a fear and it would just be like <laughs> this is 10k <laughs> And you'd just be like, oh, and they'd be like, this is 500. And then it's like, this is 100. And you're just there, literally. You've been on a session the night before. You've like dragged yourself into class and you've literally been put through this torture. Like a heron test. <laughs> I haven't thought about those classes in so long, but that moment there just completely <laughs> just brought it all back it to me. It triggered me. Yeah, it triggered me, yeah. You know, you can get those devices that like put out like white noise and stuff that help you go to sleep or like alarm clocks that oh, like, yeah. make random sustained notes in the morning and shit like do you know what mm. i mean what that, to like, help wake you the up sound of, that yeah 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 do you have one toby oh, no, i no, don't no. think you would after being i do sometimes actually listen to um because there's quite a lot of playlists on youtube actually of like it's like sleep music you know and that's yes. usually yeah. quite quite nice ambient pad work and like ocean song you know and all that <laughs> stuff. Well, this is very it. helpful all... it helps you you know that sort of solfeggio music thing is basically just like sleep music oh is it just uh, like that yeah oh may i'd listen to that then. It, sorry in the similar sort of vein of that and yeah um, 
I was about to say shark music, but I meant whale music. Shark music. <laughs> Mate, that classic shark song. Oh, I love it. You know, Jaws deep. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Imagine, but, yeah, that's what that's what sharks actually do in the water. They're like, hung, 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 oh, hung, 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 hung. <laughs> That would be amazing. amazing. Uh, just for the listeners, this is what just a random example of solfeggio music sounds like. You guys hear that? <laughs> I can actually, yeah. Yeah, so it's literally, I can just keep this on while I'm in the background. It's literally just like a um, a massive pad that just keeps you in tone and there's like a boost in the particular frequency. I think this one's at 417, which if we go back to my chart, which I've got here, or accidentally closed down, I closed it down, never mind. Should get Shodan's uh, little mono machine and see if it disappears in mono. Does it fall to mono, guys? <laughs> yeah, no. get his mono, his stereo to mono plugin. I was about to say, I'm probably going to start up a little side hustle in what's it called? Soul Solfeggio. S O L F E G G I O. Colossus side hustle coming soon. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Ever notice how Soul is in Colossus as well? Or oh, is it though? Just. Uh, it's just backwards. <laughs> yeah, that whole talk about the whole kind of this whole talk about music healing and therapy as well. Like I saw something that's really interesting. Apparently, even like children these days, there's like, I don't know what off based music training is of something that's being based. used with some children. And it's it's like it enhances their manual dexterity and bimanual coordination and stuff. Really? So, it's the, so there's even this kind of like side of things where it's like on going into such like a kind of like, you know, medical science level of like mm, looking enhancing at this kind development. Of thing. Yeah, exactly. Enhancing development. Jeez. Because I like, yeah, I don't want, I'm not going to try and like talk about all this because obviously this is like a very deep research paper here that, yeah. uh, that I've not read all the way through. So I don't want to start paraphrasing it all. But um, I do always seem to remember there's that thing that people would say that if you play classical music to like a developing baby and like a yeah. mother's tummy before they're born, if like they listen to classical music around the house and stuff, it's meant to increase intelligence. Like I don't know how accurate that is and how much of an old wives' tale that is, but it's it's probably not too crazy of a thing to think about because. It is quite like a deep, complex music, some classical. That's it, exactly. So if the, if the mother's listening to that and really taking it in and, like, it's opening all these kind of, like, creative patterns in her brain, that's just going to be sending signals into their baby that's forming, you know? Um, mm. It's just an interesting thing to think about as well on the on a similar topic that we've just discussed. Yeah. I mean, in the whole thing of um, music healing, uh, obviously we've talked about it in the whole scientific sense and also with the whole solfeggio and Ver Verdi's A, that's what it called, what it's called when it's at 432. It's apparently called Oh, Verdi's I've heard of that, A. you see. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of that. You might have heard of that at uni, right? Mm. Um, Most likely, I will have probably heard something like that, yeah. But I guess there's also music therapy in a more emotional way, which obviously we can't really describe, but... For example, you know, there's a lot of people who, when something sad has happened to in their life, maybe say a loved one has passed away, sometimes they take, um, they take uh, comfort listening to favourite songs that remind them of that person they lost, for example. And even right. that, in a sense, is healing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. The memory attachment to it all, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of a, 
it's not exactly closure, but um, they sort of find solace in yeah. that sort of thing. Exactly. Because it's just like, you know, you remember things about that person and it helps you sort of uh, get through that grief a bit easier. Yeah. Those times when lyrics hit a little bit harder. Yeah. yeah. You look outside in the car, it's raining. You feel like you're in a music video. I tell, I tell you what always hits me super hard, and it's for many different reasons, really, but it's like any time I listen to um, Linkin Park, um, oh, yeah, Hybr- yeah, Hybrid Theory, their first one. What an album. What, what an, an album. album. <clears throat> and it just resonates with me so much more after obviously knowing that like Chester Bangfield, bless him, went through such a hard time, and eventually he had his fame, he had a family, a loving family, and yet still like took his life, you know? And it just, yeah. just, just due to, you know, the mental, mental illness he had. But then if you listen to those, those albums and like listen to the lyrics, like just some of the lines, especially, I think it's like breaking the habit and stuff. There's just certain songs that really like, yeah. they really make me like choke up and like want to cry, he, you know, for him just be it's like, it's almost like man. he's screaming messages. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Have, you, have you heard, um, there's a band called, oh Jesus. Why can I, why is it not coming to my head right now? Um, Frightened Rabbit. Sorry for the pause there. It's fine. <laughs> I've not. <laughs> what a band called what? There's a band called Frightened Rabbit. They uh, they they sort of they're, they're like an old folk band, and they had a lead singer who took his own life as well. Oh, and that, just listening back to some of the lyrics, it's just like wow, he yeah. was definitely trying to convey messages. There. Yeah, no, that's it, man. I find it very difficult listening to uh, taking it to drum or bass to apex bits as well. And yeah, some of the same, same. It's it's very very difficult. I dropped sucker punch and almost lost it the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, that's that's. But yeah, I feel you with the Lincoln Park thing, Topes. Yeah. Ever ever since apex passed away, I haven't been able to listen to the yearning ever since. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what a tune, but yeah. Like Marcus Intellect tunes, like you know, yeah. like. Like when anytime I listen to them, you like it's hard for me not to yes. kind of think like fuck's sake, man. You know? Did you? Like, did anybody catch a Subliminal's remix of Jupiter that you put up a, couple, a few days back? Oh no, I've not. Actually, that was a freebie. That's a really good little remix. I so check it out. But uh, nice. yeah, that was a, definitely a choker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, Jupiter! Though, what a tune! What a tune! Yeah, yeah, big tune. I'll link you, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do so. I think what also hit me because we're obviously on about Marcus Intellects is when. That Marcus Intellects and Spirit tune came out, uh, mm. the two-track single, and obviously Spirit passed away a few yeah. a year or so later. Mm. And yeah. Especially for me, Spirit was the, like, because um, obviously I didn't find Detached Audio, but Spirit was the reason that I'm actually part of Detached Audio now. Because oh, wow. we, Because ha- me and the founder, actually, we were just like, hold on, we both like Spirit tunes, you know? And it right, was international. Yeah. And then we were just like, okay, so if we both like this style, should we just collab and yeah. try and do something? Yeah, and yeah. now I'm here. Right on. So I owe a lot to Spirit and even to Marcus yeah. Intellects. I think a lot of the scene does without knowing it, mate. Yeah, totally. I was, I was going to say something on that. Like, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of the scene. Yeah. yeah I, I, would, I would go so far as to say that the current sound of Liquid these days is definitely many thanks to to marcus intellect if not both 100 100 i'd say the liquid scene as i'd say the liquid scene as a whole yeah yeah that's like even not just now not just now but even before like oh right okay sure essentially since um what was it how you make me feel yeah yeah totally man yeah but yeah i think that pretty much wraps up our main discussion for today doesn't it of 
of that kind of the importance of music. And actually, listeners, if you also want to let us know what you think, you know, uh, if you're yeah. what if you're on any of the platforms, you know, comment section below. If you're on our Discord podcast discussion channel, get in yeah, touch. We'd love know. to hear your thoughts. And yeah, it's always nice talking to you guys about the um, the little topics we have on display. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Tell us what you agree with, what you totally don't agree with. If any of us have completely yeah. waffled away, <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't have be it wouldn't be the first time, would it? But um, yeah, exactly. I, you know what, right? I thought it'd be quite fun if we kind of had a little think about, right? So, if you could go back, right, to a moment in like musical history, let's say, like a musical era, you know, mm. if there was like a musical era, area, era that you could go back to for an extended amount of time. So I'm saying maybe like you get to live a week there or something, you know. And okay. maybe like, like, oh God, let's, so if, if it was like a time where it was a bit dodgy stuff going on, you're kind of, you're guaranteed to be safe, you know? Okay. <laughs> let's just say All this, right. you know? So it's not, so we're not thinking too crazy here. We're just thinking about like, so you can enjoy the music of that time. Where would you choose? What a question. <laughs> <laughs> what a question. I have two answers. Yeah. Okay. One, as someone who hasn't been part of the DMV scene for very long, I would go back to the start of Jungle. But yeah. <laughs> me as a person, I would like to go to when swing music was the biggest oh, thing. Oh, okay. Any any reason? Yeah. Like, come on, let's... I've always enjoyed swing music. I think, like, it's just always fun. It always gets me moving. Uh, I think that in the recent maybe 10 or... How long has electro swing been a thing for? I've always enjoyed the electro swing sound as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love the, like, the amalgamation of electronic music and swing music. And I just think it'll be cool to just be part of the swing music scene, essentially. It was it was either between that or like the sort of Motown era. Yeah, that's really not a bad shout, you know, mm. really not a bad shout. I mean, like, yeah, for me, it's it's kind of similar. I would have to have two answers because obviously we're all drum and bass heads here. So it would be stupid if like none of us were like, I'd want to go back to the 90s to like, you know, like the whole jungle <laughs> era, no, like acid rave, all that. Uh, actually, I don't actually like drum and bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's obviously, yeah, of course. But I think, you know, this is probably a bit of a... Um, it's probably an answer that some would assume, I would say, and probably some wouldn't assume. But I think I'd probably go back to um, a period in the classical era, okay? Not surprised. So, we're, oh. we're talking about ro- romanticism, all right? Oh, of course. We're talking about the romantic era. Um, I would love to go back there. I'd love to experience it when the first kind of... When that... Um, kind of section of classical kind of really became known about and like developed, you know. Um, it must have just been such a fantastic time because I'm really we're we talking mid to late 1800s, so we're talking yeah. like 1800s. I'm pretty much bang on 1800 is when romanticism, nice. so like, um, composers like uh, Tri- Tchaikovsky, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of. But that's the thing, it would be a toss-up because I would love to be I'd love to go back maybe to when classical first came about. But then when I really think about it, I think about the the kind of um the art the artists I really love, you know, and like the mm. composers I really enjoy. And I think it's it's definitely met more down that kind of romanticism um era. And yeah, I think that's what I would do, you know. Even like, can you imagine me like dressed how they probably dressed back then in their little frocks? And- <laughs> I think you should do it next time with live. 
<laughs> just get an outfit. Yeah. You know, I've got to say, I'm not too surprised that you went for a romanticism era. It was I In my head, I was thinking you'd either say that or like the Baroque era. Yeah, Baroque. Yeah, yeah. Tchaikovsky for me is just the one. Then you obviously got Schumann. Uh, Liszt. Oh. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Okay, can I, can I give another rogue one? Go on then. Maybe going over to like the the old the old South and and kind of getting a bit jiggy with all the bluegrass guys, you know? Oh, yo, that's a shout. But that's a only show. for a little while because they were notoriously like racist. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, I, so I probably wouldn't jump on the bandwagon of that of that whole culture. <laughs> but I, I, I've got. I, I'm not gonna lie. I do. I do enjoy a bit of uh, bluegrass. Mainly, do you know what it's from? It's from um, a film, and do you know what? This actually, I'm only bringing this up because of dis- of a discussion that came from our last episode. So big up everyone joining in the discussions online with us, <laughs> giving us more points to bring up. But yeah, so someone, you know, when you said about who, what your favorite scores, from yeah, movie yeah, scores, of course. game yeah, scores, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So someone actually said one of their favorite uh, movie scores. They listed a few, but one of them was "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou," um, which <laughs> is. Um, Bloody hell! The Coen Brothers, the Coen Brothers, uh, obviously classic film creators, you know, uh, uh, brother pairing. Oh yeah! Shout out to Cam for saying that. Yeah, Cam, Mister Cam. Um, yeah, but that that whole soundtrack—it's obviously a film that's in like the kind of like I want to say late eighteen hundreds, very early nineteen hundreds, and it's all very kind of country bluegrass, like and yeah. <laughs> My impression sometimes sound like Cotton Eye Joe for a second there, <laughs> but yeah, that soundtrack, um, I just love it, man. And it got me into like bands like uh, Bloody Mumford and Sons, and you know all that oh, kind yeah. of um, that kind of style of like weird pop folk stuff that you get going on. Didn't you bootleg um, Mumford and Sons like years? I did. And years? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I did. I did. I believe. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, See, so yeah, look yeah. at the Colossus super fans here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, thank God Matt was here to remember the name of it because I wasn't a bar. I was like, wait, what was the tune? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm like? Fucking hell. I don't even remember it because I played it the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I uh, I actually have fond memories of uh, bootlegging that. But anyway, what about you, Matt? What about you? Um, see, I would obviously initially agree with you guys and say mid to late 90s because it was not just because of the jungle, but because it was just such a difficult era to pin down. Yeah. There was so much going on so in terms of like on. grunge rock. There yeah. was like Great the pop point. culture. Mm-hmm. You had like Jennifer Lopez, the rap as well, Mate, man. Brit like pop as well, right? Tupac, Brit pop, Oasis. You had, yeah. you know what I mean? I could sit here all day reeling off artists and yeah, bands, yeah, but the yeah, 90s yeah. was, it was just such, it, it exploded into just a plethora of different genres and subgenres. And uh-huh. um, I, but then I initially thought a bit deeper and thought I would actually really like to go back to the 80s, just 10 yeah. years previous. Ooh, yeah, yeah um, big, big shout. The Whitney Houston to the world, Michael Jackson, you know, you had the buggles with Video Killed the Radio Star. What yeah. would that be now? It would be it'd be Spotify Killed the MP3 Star, wouldn't it? Yeah, it yeah. Would. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, no, honestly, 80s, absolute vibe. I, I would I would love to go back to the 80s. It's probably a ridiculous answer. Old school Duran Duran as well. Mm. Exactly, yep. Duran Duran, ACDC, uh, Metallica. Uh, I, I could sit here all day reading off wicked names, but just the vibe of the 80s was great. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I, I mean, I was born in 89, so I completely missed it but I, yeah. I would definitely go back and uh, yeah check out the 80s for a bit um, 
probably a ridiculous answer given all the uh, centuries and decades that you could go back to but yeah definitely the 80s mate no you know what i don't think that's a ridiculous answer at all yeah, no, i don't I think don't, there I is don't either a, a pu- unless your answer is like 2015 i don't think there's a ridiculous answer at all <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or 2020 yeah, yeah no don't I want to go back to last year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna say, I'm glad that we all chose somewhere Ooh. where like phones and stuff weren't a thing. You know, it's actually, like, you know yeah, what? yeah, true. Because Matt mentioned Michael Jackson, right? I want to go back to specifically the year that the Thriller album came out, just because of because obviously of how iconic the album was, and obviously iconic me- album that. Yeah, and even with music videos, that's when music videos really started to pick up and have a proper like story and such, right? So I would love to have been there when basically Billie Jean was brand new, when Thriller was brand new. And then you'd go into your record store and pick it up on 12. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Billie Jean, stop what my love. Oh, Colossus Jackson? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, classic, mate. Well, you know what? Uh, that was sick. We're going to have a quick little think outside the box segment. Run the jingle. So yeah, uh, this kind of just ties on to what we're talking about. Thought it would be a nice little thing. We might try and do this a bit more often. We'll think outside the box and try and, you know, just have a quick little segment that just kind of carries on from exactly what we've spoken about. So we're talking about areas or eras. Why do I keep saying areas? What is wrong with me today, guys? See, this Red Bull is hitting different now. <laughs> the fall of Colossus. <laughs> So eras and music, we've just talked about different historical eras. Hmm. So if what I want to know is if you could go back to a moment, a iconic moment in time or history, right? Just to witness it. Mm-hmm. And, and you, it can be as brief as you want. Okay. A couple of rules though. Uh, one. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> Setting rules. One, do we get affected by anything that happens? Nah. It's it's same to what what I was saying before. Like you can't get hit. It's more just like you're observing. So imagine you know like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory at the end when they go in the bloody flying oh, lift, yeah, yeah. the flying glass <laughs> lift. Let's say we're in a flying glass lift. Okay, what a, what a great analogy, <laughs> mate. I'm telling you, this Red Bull's hitting different. I know. Now. I was going to say um, <laughs> you kind of you kind so of yeah, spit. If you, <laughs> if you just could go back to a moment, what moment would you go to? Hmm. I know exactly what moment I'd go to. I'd go back to the moment when the asteroid hit and made the dinosaurs extinct. Yeah. How dare you? I'd deflect the asteroid. Let's go. Mate, Matt's just stolen my... Matt, you've literally just stolen my answer. <laughs> <laughs> no! See, Toby, now you have to think. <laughs> so- Good answer, though. Good answer. 100%. No way, okay. Just to, just to witness all the creatures that were on the planet yeah, at the time. Yeah, exactly. Not to as, witness no, no, so does that mean you just want to see, like, a mass slaughter of dinosaurs? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. He wants to see the moment before. The moment before. <laughs> you know, moment, you know, top ten moments before disaster, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I'd make a great video, wouldn't I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to YouTube. Or the Ice Age. Oh, the Ice Ooh, Age. Good in a in a very sort of morbid sense, maybe when the Black Plague was a thing, just to see how people what? sort of dealt with things around. You know, it wouldn't be too similar to last year, but um, 
you know, it'll yeah. be interesting. I was going to say, mate, just do you not remember last year? <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it was called. That was the code name. But no, it would just be interesting to see how, because obviously that was obviously centuries and centuries and centuries ago. And now we've got, while not exactly the same thing, something of a similar sort of area of disaster. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we as humans have changed in our attitudes back then and compared to now. Okay. We were better in the in the medieval period, not <laughs> Yeah, that was gonna say. Like back then they used to um this is it's not it's kinda related, but not really at all. But back then they used to make pregnant women stay indoors mm. and not get sunlight, and then they would give birth to children with rickets. Yeah. Because I doctors remember. thought that sunlight was bad for pregnant women because they would like because the sun makes you sweat or something. But that's the thing, right? We've made all these advances in so many yeah. centuries. That'll be interesting to see a time when these advance these advances were just um things that crazy people said. Yeah. Right? So totally. it'd be interesting to see the world from there. Um, I guess in a more positive sort of way, I would love to see the first ever Olympics. Oh, okay. Like what? Like, um, are we talking like way back in like proper Greek way times back, then? The first yeah. ever, ever Olympics. Did you know that the original Olympics used to have like arithmetic, art? Yeah. I've heard about that. And all actually. sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It never yeah. used to be just sports based. Because, yeah, yeah, it just used to have like all kinds of crazy stuff. Because obviously they're huge on art and maths, aren't they? Over in, yes. <laughs> over in Greece. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, with like what they called like, um, God, what's he called? You know, the classic, the classic Greek guy that you base all your. <laughs> the classic. Pythagoras. Oh. Isn't that Pythagoras? <laughs> Pythagoras' theorem and all that shit. <laughs> the classic oh, Greek guy. Oh yeah, that Greek bloke over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. It's like a, it's a very a lot of theorems and so on did start from Greece. Yeah, like with Pythagoras. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you had Archimedes as well, and so on. Colossus of Rhodes. Colossus of Rhodes. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, exactly. It's like so much started. Well, I say started, but so much was discovered in Greece that it would be nice to be there. Yeah, and just see what happens. Okay. In a more positive load than Black Plague, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I the two I was going to say, I realise are kind of irrelevant <laughs> now because I because I wasn't anticipating these rules that you've set. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but one of them was going to be I'll go to the Titanic and chuck and just, Rose and off, <laughs> and, and then and do what? And throw Rose <laughs> off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll go with the captain and I'll be like, turn left, mate. A nice, yeah. There's a nice berg up there, lads. You see that? Lad? Turn left, mate. Actually, <laughs> turn left, mate. I just feel like, mate. By the way, Rose, I'm drawing you. <laughs> Actually, you know, apparently there is a Titanic replica that is apparently going to go through the same pathway. I believe next year or next or oh, the that's year good, after. Isn't it? Well, at least you know. At least, at least <laughs> the ice. Flats? <laughs> well, at least the icebergs are melted. So, uh. oh god, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And then my other one was going to be um, was just going to be killing Hitler or something. <laughs> okay, let's move on now. <laughs> oh god, I love that your first thought was Hitler. Nice. 
Yeah, well, come on. You want to kill Hitler? We've got to kill Hitler. Mm, mm, true, true, true. You know, imagine imagine all the lives that could be saved there. Oh, actually, you know what? Even the, I just suddenly thought of Hitler. But uh, oh. going back to going back to the time, Martin Luther King did his I Have a Dream speech. Oh. And get being all, in the audience. Get all pumped up. Get all hiked. Be like, yeah, like, you spit that. Be like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be fair, that would be pretty epic. Hoggers. Going back to what, what you guys were saying about Hitler, sorry, I saw a story recently about a, a, a British war hero who got a, uh, a medal, and his name was Henry, I can't remember his surname, but he was saying that he was in a trench one time, and he was just aiming down the sight of his gun, and in the no-man's land, between the trenches, he saw a German soldier emerge, he was very wounded, very confused, he didn't know like where he was going, and he was walking towards the British trench, towards the sight of his gun, and this guy sort of looked left, looked right, to see if any of his like comrades were looking, and he lowered his weapon, because obviously this German soldier was very wounded, he wasn't about to shoot the guy, um, and he let the German soldier go, sort of like, sort of maintain his bearings and be got back to his trench and it turns out that soldier was Adolf Hitler what? I think I've heard about that yeah, yeah. yeah. No I think I've heard way. about that yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. wow yeah yeah so yeah he could have been shot but and then he uh, shot yeah, himself yeah, he let him live <laughs> damn it Toby and, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah and that man was me <laughs> <laughs> no. but yeah that, that's that's the end of that segment <laughs> <laughs> but you know what time it is now uh, it's time for some fucking news oh right I was like wait what <laughs> think breaking news right okay so yeah news um, you know what I, I was trying to look for stuff and I was kind of struggling, but then all of a sudden stuff kind of started appearing, which is good. So nice. let's just let's just go through some of this. But this is some of it's pretty wholesome to fair. Some of it's like starts off dark and then it's wholesome. Let's okay. put it that way. Do we have a funny story um, again? We do have a funny story. Um, I wouldn't say it's so much funny. It's just kind of, yeah, it's probably kind of funny. It's more just it's more just like odd and a bit like ooh. It's a follow up on the woman who fell down. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, it's not the follow up <laughs> of that. No. <laughs> But yeah, um, okay, back to being a bit serious now. <laughs> so, okay. obviously, um, The Prodigy, you know, we all love The Fucking Prodigy. Big fucking inspiration to draw and bass and that. Obviously, uh, Keith Flint, unfortunately, took his own life um, in 2019. Absolute tragic um, state of affairs, really. Already? Yeah, it's been that long already, mate, over two years now. Wow. Yep. Um, but there's actually an artist... I just find his name. He's called um, Axie, like A-K-S-E, part of the P-19 crew. Actually Manchester-based. So he's a street artist. Um, he's been painting mm-hmm. big murals since 1992. Um, and he's actually doing, or has he done it already? Or No, I think he's in the process of doing a big old mural for Key Flint. And you can oh, wow. actually okay. donate um, to the to the mental health awareness charity. So um, mm. if you head over to, I think it's, yeah, this, this post is on the drum and bass Bible. If you want to get more information on that and see how you can contribute, or if you're just interested in checking it out, head over to that on Instagram, the drum and bass Bible. Uh, it was posted literally yesterday. Sweet. 
other than that as well, obviously we know all of the absolute horrific stuff that is going on at the minute um, mm. involving um, the Taliban over in Afghanistan, right? Yeah. Uh, absolute, absolute worrying times, very, very scary times, crazy state of affairs. Um, there are some positives coming out of out of this, um, I suppose, very small positives, but positives nonetheless. Um one actually from a very good friend of ours, part of this a community, uh, goes by Mr. HD. Well, HD. Hey, Mr. Harry, Harry, HD. Harry in the yeah, place. Yeah. Um, and he is putting together a charity LP. So it's going towards, it's going towards Islamic relief. Yes, that's and it. And they've been working on the ground with families in Afghanistan for over 20 years. They basically do food packages, hygiene packages, water storage kits. So any of the money from that LP, which is currently in the works uh, right now, will go towards them, 100% of it. Um, and so for any producers that are listening, the deadline to send music to him is the 12th of September. Mm-hmm. You can find him on Facebook or Instagram. His uh, his alias is HD Music. Um, and he can give you an email address if you want to send him some tunes and, you know, play your part in raising money for a good cause great cause big salute to him to be honest that's what i've always loved about the um the community in that you know when there's something like this going on that there are people who want to put something together bring people together to actually help raise some money and help in whatever way they can it's very easy for us to get news from the other side of the world and feel a bit helpless almost yeah. like you know what what can i do to help yeah. so it's nice that people are taking this initiative yeah 100% 100% but honestly mm. with, with this whole story i'm i'm kind of like almost lost for words with it all because um it's just it's just it's extremely dark and extremely it's it's very it's like such a step back you know and all, all you can do is really just like hope that there's some sort of a some sort of a solution you know then and like pray for them really because it's yeah it's just crazy like even yeah. even all the soldiers that have gone over there and like literally had like had their had their lives like never mind all the people of afghanistan but all of our soldiers that have been over there had their lives changed they've just come back and they're like what what was all that for then yeah all the all the ptsd all yeah, the ptsd all the soldiers yeah. that have been lost all the British soldiers that have been lost yeah. all the american soldiers that have been, all the international soldiers whose lives have been lost Shouts going out to the man like one true banana who's currently in the US military. Yeah. I hope, yeah. I hope he yeah. is doing well. Yeah, big up. A long-time listener of the podcast. Big up, Dan. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And there's also something to be said for people that do uh, creative works for charitable causes, because I know you've done shit like that before, Toby, and you probably have as well, Karan. So yeah. Big up to all the people that are willing to create selflessly and serve for the greater good. Big up, big up. It's just a way of like giving back really and doing, you know, I mean, it's not like, you know, we're like massive people of power, Yeah. but at least we can use uh, whatever influence we do have to maybe exactly do something good for the world, put some light out there because times are, times are gloomy. Yeah, exactly. There's no other way to say it. So there's stuff going on that's just so much bigger than any of us, no matter the size of your you know, quote unquote clout or whatever. So yeah. just, just any, any kind of bit that you can do to help contribute to a better world and a, and a better way of living for any, any people from any walks of life, you know, it was, yeah, mm. 
it's just the one really um this next bit of news is interesting i thought i don't know if you guys have have, have become aware of this but so there's a what is being labeled as the most unexpected collaboration with Indrum and bass ever to happen do you know what it is this is this the lady gaga and elton john thing <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> yeah so yeah. Uh, yeah so according to uh <laughs> so, you know big up uh, do we have to mention? I don't really want to mention. Them. Yeah, okay. Should we believe? Should we? We can believe it if you want. And people actually, no. We're going to believe it because then people will be even more intrigued. And they'll, you know, <laughs> according to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So apparently, Elton John, Lady Gaga will soon release a quote-unquote hardcore drum and bass. No. Um, no, remix no, of their no. song uh, Sign From Above <laughs> off the latter's six studio album right this is quite interesting though um, uh, just to interrupt uh, for any listeners we are currently watching Matt have a breakdown <laughs> over this news <laughs> <laughs> woo gotta so, love it so I mean there's been a collaboration this year already that's blown my mind in, in Hybrid Minds and Pendulum but I never expected mm. this <laughs> yeah yeah this is like next level shit isn't it I mean, to take it another level, we did also have Sigma and take that like a few years ago. True, so nothing's true, impossible. True. Mm-hmm. Pick up Elton John. <laughs> Pick up Elton John. <laughs> Pick up Take Pick That up as John well. Let's go. Pick up Lady Gaga, you know. I was like, as much shit as people yeah. say about Lady Gaga, actually, right, man. She's, a, she's yeah, an she entrepreneur is, she is based. in her own right. A she is based. She's I wicked. She's actually wicked. She was sick in uh, American Horror Story as well in that hotel season. But that's that's a whole Damn other it. conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah so on this on this thing i've read here it says it's worth mentioning that electronic music legends like madian boys noise and even skrillex have worked as writers or instrumentalists on the original album that this track is from so oh, okay it might not be the craziest thing to to see maybe like a maybe a skrillex remix of it as drum and bass so, you know, a lot of these kind of like dubstep artists are kind of moving over to drum and bass stuff like rusco mm. for example you know yeah, 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 exactly. True. I only just found out recently that he is, I think, since like May time, or maybe it's been even earlier, but it's only until very recently I've realized that he's actually primarily putting out like drum and bass. Mm. When you say that you've got Maddie and Boys Noise and Skrillex being additional writers, is this in the same vein of um, that Korn album in 2011 that had like all these dubstep producers on it? Um, is it in the same vein as that? I think they were just like I could, producers. I could see Matt cracking up again. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were. Have you not heard the Corn Drum and Bass album, Matt? I mean, the Corn Dubstep it, well, it's album. More, it's, it's, it's more dubstep, yeah. Uh, it's basically Corn with Skrillex, Kill the Noise, uh, Feed Me was on it. Uh, not even Sport, but Feed Me. Uh, yeah, 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 of course. It kind of yeah. works, though. Exist- I'm not going to lie. The one with Skrillex, I thought worked, bro. The one with Skrillex and Kill the Noise was actually all right, you know? Yeah. Go bum 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 bum. It was pretty much that. <laughs> but yeah, that was I want to say 2011ish. Yeah, um, I think I think yo. going back to what you were saying though, with them with them being like they had do it, they were doing like dubstep for that album. I think that's no. I think they were just producers, and because to be fair, like Skrillex is just like his own producer in his own right now. Like he's done yeah. stuff with Diplo and like Justin Bieber, which is like literally like almost like house-based pop music, you know. Mm. So I think it was more they all worked on their album, but it was still 
it wasn't them doing their own personal electronic styles within that album. I might be wrong. No, it was a collab. It was a collab with Corn. No, no, but I'm, to... I'm on about this Elton John and Lady Gaga album because oh, you were asking sorry, sorry. whether it was in the same vein as Corn. I think it was like, right. no, it wasn't quite in that same vein because that was them specifically being going to Skrillex and in all that... these people being like, can you please bring your dubstep elements and fuse them into our Corn songs? Whereas I think this is those right. producers which is there to produce pop music, you know? Um, yeah. In that sense, it would be more like, um, what's her name? Is it Bjork? And she had a few bits with like drum and bass elements in them. There was a song called Crystalline, I want to say, which had like a mad Amen section at the end, I remember. And I'm sure Current Value did Didn't some. Chase and Status produce something on Rihanna's album way back when? And that wasn't even drum and bass at all. Oh, yeah, I they swear did. they did. Was it, I think it was a Rihanna yeah. album, right? I think it was Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting though. It's... Uh... Yeah, big up, big up the producers of the drum bass scene and all these other electronic <laughs> scenes literally melding into the pop music. And, you know, Didn't some people. Girls, girls allowed to do a drum and bass tune at one point. Sound <laughs> of the Underground. I mean, Sound of, yeah, Sound of the Underground is arguably somewhat drum and bassy, yeah. But it's also very much a banger. I'm going to say it out there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a banger. <laughs> Sound of the Underground bangs. <laughs> so, Give us a current value remix. Oh, yeah. Imagine. So, um, as we did last time, we're going to end on a bit of a odd, odd slash funny news. This one's more odd than funny, I've got to admit. Oh, no. I did try and find it. And you know what? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna change it a little bit. I'm going to read the headline. You've got to guess what country it's from. That's what we're going to start doing with these now. Florida. Um, <laughs> no, but... Okay, so woman... Right, this is the headline. <laughs> woman describes horror at finding snake and 17 babies under her bed after reptile gave birth. <laughs> Can you imagine? A woman... Uh, so where are we reckoning that is? I don't think it's America. Australia. No, no, it would be too obvious if it was Australia, I think. That's just a regular occurrence. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Spain. It was the U.S. of A. <laughs> but where in the U.S. do you reckon it is? Chicago. No, it's in the state of Georgia. Okay, so well, so Trish Wiltshire from the U.S. state of uh, Georgia tell, tells of how she was scared shirtless. Is sorry, can can we just stop that there? Scared shirtless. Is that what they be say shitless? Is that what they be saying over in America? I hope not. Yeah, same. Like, just after- say shitless and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah, so she was scared shirtless after the surprise rep, rep, reptilian encountered at her home, adding that she has a slight feeling there may be more than the one left. What? Uh, despite Wait. the expert removing them all, so she thinks there's still some lingering about, essentially. That's not great, is it? Wait, mm. wait, she gave birth to the snakes? <laughs> wait, no. What? <laughs> I'm coming right, what? So, right, so she found the snake... Yeah. But not only did she find a snake under her bed, she found, she found 17 baby snakes. So the snakes right. got into her house, given birth to 17 f- fucking bastard snakes. And oh, then she's man. heard all this, like, probably what only what I can imagine is... <laughs> and then looked <laughs> under her bed and discovered 18 fucking snakes. I've had it with these snakes under <laughs> my bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Trish Wiltshire had to do a double take. <laughs> I'm just imagining like, what? <laughs> what? 
So she initially thought it was a piece of fuzz moving on the floor. I'm sorry, but what? How? who is this woman? How? How do you confuse a snake for a piece of fuzz moving on the floor? It's like, oh, it's just a piece of yeah. fuzz moving on this floor. Actually, let me investigate that. <laughs> well, well, to be Anaconda. fair... She needs to do some vacuuming, I, mate. I, I would double take at fuzz, to be fair. I would double yeah, take at fuzz. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Maybe I'm getting them. Actually, there is a picture, but unfortunately, as we're a uh, audio-based podcast, I can't show a picture, so that's no good. <laughs> Seconds later, so, she, knows, she noticed another piece of fuzz. <laughs> so You mean a snake? Yeah, yeah which was a snake. <laughs> she eventually found a mother snake <laughs> and 17 babies after turning her bedroom upside down. <laughs> I was I was really hoping you were gonna go. She double took and there was another stake, and then she double took again and another one and yeah, another yeah. one. I, I just just <laughs> seventeen the, times. The description of what's gone on just sounds like an absolute wild goose chase. If she just like got on her knees and looked under her bed, I don't think she would have had we've turned her bedroom upside down here. So yeah, um, there's not all that much to it. She eventually found the snake. <laughs> uh, she suspected the animal gave birth. Under her bed on Sunday. I'm not sure how she's gained that sort of information, but okay. You guys ever held a snake? Uh, I've not, actually. Oh, quite cool, actually. Kind of scary, but yeah, kind of cool as I well. mean, I would. I would. Don't get me wrong. Um, mm. I'm just going to add, though, this, this picture that's here, the carpet looks so much like the snakes, though. Like, look at that. There's, there's uh, the snake. Oh, just for, yo. There's the snake. Just for the sake of the listeners, I can't see the snake. It looks like a carpet. Yeah, exactly. So I can see why. I was giving her all this grief, but yeah, that's pretty blended. Um, that's why you've got a double take, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that concludes our news, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the end of the show. So if you want to leave a review, go to podchaser.com slash thinkbreakspodcast. That's podchaser.com slash thinkbreakspodcast. Any review helps us. If you want to see more segments, maybe give us some ideas on segments. Um, and no matter what platform you're on, comment section below if you want to talk about any of the things we have discussed let us know or if you want to join the discord there is a link over at thinkbreaks.com that's thinkbreaks.com and you can get into the podcast discussion channel and let us know what's up um but yeah if you guys want to let us know uh what era of music you want to go back to or even what time period you want to go back to in general let us know if you want to become a patron it's patreon.com slash think breaks patreon.com slash think breaks we love our patrons more so than our normal listeners um but yes lots of content lots of fun can we um, say that no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i love all of our listeners but yeah, that's been the end. We've been Think Breaks. You've been amazing. And we will see you soon. Later. Bye. Bye.